You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers, and you can find all of our podcast content we posted on our Facebook page, uh, which is going through a little bit of an overhaul right now, as is our Locked On Packers website. All of that stuff hopefully will be up and running in the next few weeks as the Packers move through their season. They get the Detroit Lions this week, and we have Matt Derry on from the, the Locked On Lions podcast. He does a terrific job with Detroit and, and the Lions, and it's got to be a tough job because that is a, a bleak thing to be, have to do day in and day out and deal with a team that has been losing for a really Really long time. Again, they only have one win this year, have lost to the Jets, lost to the 49ers before Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, and this past week lost to the Dallas Cowboys, who, frankly, might not be very good. So this is a this is a desperate Detroit team, and they're playing at home, and Green Bay has to, has to meet that type of energy and that type of urgency and that type of enthusiasm this week, and maybe that is what some of this talk about frustration and, and all of the issues that, that Aaron Rodgers was pointing out and Mike McCarthy spoke to. We, we talked about this yesterday with Pete Doherty from the Green Bay Press-Gazette. And I, again, I don't think it's anything worth worrying about. Tom Silverstein wrote a column about it yesterday, basically saying the Packers need to figure this out. They need to get this on track. And you're going to hear Matt and I discuss it. I think we won't find out for three, four, five, six weeks if this is a blip or if this is a real problem because we have to see the team and we have to see how this offense progresses. We have to see how they get better or don't. We have to see how they evolve or don't. And that's the point of all of this. I have I've still and, and will continue to insist that the scheme is not the problem there have been a couple play calls that I didn't like here and there, but generally the scheme has been really good. It's the execution that hasn't been. And Rodgers needs to take some responsibility for that because he has not been as accurate as we're used to seeing him. He has not been on time and in rhythm with some of these throws. He is not making the proper reads at all times, and he needs to clean that up. And hopefully he's able to practice more this week and get in a rhythm because this is a critical game in the division against what is what we think an inferior team. These are the games that if you're an NFC contender, you have to go win. The Eagles lost on Sunday. The Falcons lost on Sunday. New Orleans looks vulnerable. The Vikings lost on Thursday. Who are the teams in the NFC outside of the Rams that Green Bay should really feel like they're Worse than. I mean, we had this discussion two weeks ago, even before they got thumped in Washington. Who are the teams out there that, that you can say for sure in two weeks or three weeks are definitely going to be better than Green Bay? I just, I don't see them. 
because these teams are losing games to to opponents that maybe that we we thought they shouldn't lose to, but maybe they're just not as good as we thought. And maybe no one is as good as we thought. And maybe it's just early in the year. And this is really all just noise this whole first month. I mean, we've seen over the last few years as the CBA has affected play and, and the lack of practice time and the development that that holds back for players, the first at least week or two can create some wonky results. But I think the whole first month, and we've seen this with the Packers five, six, seven years now, even going back to the year they won the Super Bowl in 2010, they didn't look like a very good team the first month. They didn't look like a, a Super Bowl team. As long as they have Aaron Rodgers, Pete Doherty said this yesterday, as long as they have Aaron Rodgers, they can win any game they play. And there isn't a team right now, in the NFC or otherwise, that they should feel like they can't beat. When this defense is playing at its best, like it did on Sunday, even without its top corner, we know and we've now seen what they're capable of doing. They did it in the second half against Washington. They did it in the first half against a very good offense in Minnesota. They did it to Chicago for three quarters. A Chicago team that just beat the hell out of Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is not good, especially defensively. But based on what Chicago has done, they're 3-1. and one. Based on what they've done to other teams, that one loss is to Green Bay. Based on what they've done to other teams, this Packers defense actually played pretty well against them. And remember, seven of the points that they gave up in that game were actually not given up by the defense. This is an opportunity for Green Bay to beat a team that is a little bit more legitimate than the Bills. This Lions team already beat the Patriots. And regardless of the state that the Patriots are in, at least for this year, that is a big deal. It matters. Now, this Lions team also lost to a bad Jets team. They lost to a potentially bad Cowboys team. We don't have any idea if that 49ers team was actually any good with Jimmy G, but the Lions lost that game too. But they have offensive weapons, and they have some players that can be a problem for Green Bay if they don't prepare the right way. And so if you're a Packers fan, you just have to hope that they do that. Now, before we get to Matt, I want to let you know that Crossover Wednesday is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. This week is a little bit wonky with the Packers going on the road, being favorites on the road. I'm not sure that 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 is fair. A field goal favorite on the road means Vegas thinks they're about a touchdown better than Detroit. And although I think Green Bay probably is. They haven't proven that so far this year. These are the kind of advantages that you have to take if you want to make some money gambling. And if you think you can, go to my bookie because where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And you can trust my bookie. They've been in business for years. They have great online reviews and the mobile site is easy to use. They have live in-game betting, over-unders for fantasy points, which makes it easier than ever to gamble and win money. But here's the thing. MyBookie is so slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best customer service possible that if you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern, so just wait until dinner's over, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on a deposit over $100. And if you join now, MyBookie will match that first deposit dollar for dollar when you use the promo code LOCKEDON25. They'll match that first deposit up to $1,000 plus if you wait until after 7 p.m., you get that $25 in free play with the promo code LOCKEDON25. MyBookie.ag, you play, you win, 
you get paid. And if instead of gambling on the game, you want to go to the game, you should get tickets with Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events that you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. There are a lot of shady sites out there, and Vivid Seats is not one of them. And here's the thing. They're going to make this even better for you. Vivid Seats is giving listeners to Locked on Packers an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save you even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more for new customers. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. All right, he is the host of Locked on Lions, Matt Derry. You can follow him on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks on Twitter. He is a Syracuse alum, so you know he's smart. And let's jump right in, Matt. Uh, I'm wondering from your perspective, looking at this offense and and looking at the Detroit defense, uh, is this going to be a week where... It's going to be Darius Slay on Devontae Adams for 70 snaps. I would think so, and I, and I would think where the Packers are going to go is in the screen game against Jared Davis and those Lions linebackers and also Jimmy Graham down the seam. The Lions have not been able to stop tight ends over the last few years, even going back to the Jim Caldwell era. Done a better job this year because I think Diggs did a good job on George Kittle in Week 2 uh, and, and even Gronk to an extent in Week 3. If you take Diggs out of the equation, and again, we won't know until later in the week, um, that will hurt certainly coverage against the tight ends. And as far as, uh, like I said before, with the screen game, uh, Jared Davis is a dumpster fire in coverage. <laughs> uh, this is a this is a former first round pick here, yeah. Pete, that that really has struggled. And you know, you look at the PFF numbers and everything else. The Lions have a linebacker issue. I think the outside guys have been pretty good. Devon Kennard, Eli Harold, some of these pickups that that Bob Quinn has has found and. Kennard being their biggest free agent signee from the Giants, he can get to the quarterback. But their, their outside guys are more rush guys. Uh, they're playing kind of a pseudo 3-4 at times, kind of a hybrid. Um, not that I think that they're a great pass-rushing team, but you know, you take Diggs out of the equation, and the way Davis uh, failed in coverage against Zeke Elliott on the, on the, on the, the game's biggest play last Sunday— uh, I would expect tight ends and some running backs to be roaming free, and I would expect that's where Rodgers is going to go on Sunday if, like you said, Slay is on Devontae Adams enough to kind of take half the field away. We'll, we'll see about that. As far as the Lions go, uh, Peter, uh, on offense, you know, I think Matthew Stafford's uh, fine. At, a, at an off first couple of games, everybody panicked, thought he bounced back well against the Patriots, and most of the game against Dallas missed some throws early. Lions finally have a running game. I can't believe we're saying this, but <laughs> they do. And it's now the big narrative here in Detroit is why isn't on Johnson, the second-round pick from Auburn, getting more touches? He's got about 38 carries on the year and Blunt until Garrett Blunt is 35. I think that's going to change this Sunday. I, I guess my question for you would be, how, is the Packer D getting better? I, certainly you could always pick on that secondary, but what about the run defense? 
Well, the run defense, you know, it, it, it played better last week than it had early in the season. But here, I think part of the reason the numbers don't look as good as they otherwise could, because remember, this was a top 10 run defense by DVOA last year. Uh, they, they, they have taken the approach at times, and they certainly did this in week one against Mitch Trubisky, that you are not going to throw against them. That was sort of their... Their mo and and against the the Bears they treated Trey Burton and Tariq Cohen as receivers and they played five and six and even seven defensive backs pretty frequently. Now they've reined that in a little bit. They get very creative with the personnel that they deploy based on how that they want to attack a defense. Um, but they were were really good against the Bills, even with Lashawn McCoy. And, and, and Ivory in the backfield in Buffalo, that's, the, that's what they want to do. That's the strength of their team is running the ball, and, and they just didn't have the opportunity to. Now, part of that is they fell behind. Um, and really, you look at the Washington game, outside of the one long Adrian Peterson run where Kentrell Bryce missed a tackle in the hole, they actually defended the run game pretty well for Washington, especially in the second half. I mean, the, the Washington offense was not able to muster anything in the second half uh, of that game. And, and had the Packers offense been just a little bit more efficient, I think that would have been a much closer game and, and even a game potentially that the Packers would have won. Uh, I think flipping this question around for you, you know, you mentioned the emergence of on Johnson. Yeah. Uh, they have Theo Riddick, who is a, a dangerous pass-catching running back. But Jim Bob Cooter has used this passing game as sort of an extension of the run game. And that has been effective for them at times. Do they have to sacrifice that in order to get this running game going? Or, or do you think they can find a balance of both of these things? Well, I mean, they haven't had a balance uh, since Barry Sanders retired. So, you know, <laughs> we laugh, Peter, but it, it's true. Uh, I think last week was the first time in a while. And again, you go back to the New England game two weeks ago where the Lions looked like world beaters and they got their first 100-yard rusher in 70 games going back to 2013 and Reggie Bush. Now it's a matter of, you're right, uh, if the defense isn't going to stop Rodgers and this turns into a shootout, then you take on Johnson sort of away and it turns into the old stat Padford 40, 50 attempts for 400 yards and they lose type of game. And, and that's what happened this past week. He, he went 24 out of 30, but because the Lions were down 10, 13 points, they had to mount the comeback. They did. They took the lead against the Cowboys. And so now everybody's bitching about, well, why isn't Kerryon Johnson getting more than nine carries? Well, they had to abandon the run game because Stafford had to do his thing in the second half. So uh, I, I don't really know how to answer your question on that. I, I do believe they want to establish the run. Um, you know, they've always had decent success. The Lions have, and it's kind of weird. They've had more success at Lambeau than, than at home recently against the Packers in throwing the football. But I think the O-line is better. T.J. Lang, the former Packer, uh, likely going to sit this week with a concussion, which is too bad because I know he want, he would love to play against his former team. But the left side of that line with Taylor Decker coming back from injury from last year, Frank Ragnow, their first-round pick, is definitely better. I think Stafford had some time to throw. So the line is better. The run game is better. Now the question is, can the Lions utilize the tight end a little bit, something they haven't done in four weeks? continue to have success throwing the football and leave their defense off the field because that was an issue on Sunday. Some long drives with Zeke Elliott and the Lions offense didn't really get an opportunity to uh, to be on the field. 
We're going to get back to Matt in just a second, but I want to tell you about our newest partner, Loki. Do you need a little extra swag for game day? Loki has got your back with their brand new game day collection. If you haven't heard that name before, now you have. And this company is amazing. I wore a Loki green and gold bracelet on Sunday for the Packer game. You can get one too. And here's what's really cool about Loki. With them, it's all about balance, something every sports fan needs. Every bracelet holds water from Mount Everest, the highest point on earth, and mud from the Dead Sea, the lowest point on earth. It's a daily reminder to keep balance in your life between the highs and lows, between the Aaron Rodgers touchdown passes and the debilitating defensive possessions where Green Bay can't get a stop. Listen, I know everyone is not a bracelet person, and that's okay. I am. I love them. I wear them almost every day. But I bet if you go to loci.com, you can find a bracelet for you. And I want to give you an exclusive discount to do that. I'm going to make it easy for you to become a bracelet person. I'm going to give you 25% off all game day collection bracelets. This is the best deal you're going to find out there. There's They are selling Fake Loki bracelets on the internet. Don't be fooled. Get the real deal, but for less money. Just use the promo code PACKERS25 when checking out, and boom, you've got the discount. Go to Loki.com, L-O-K-A-I.com, and use the promo code PACKERS25 to take advantage of this amazing deal. All right, back to Matt. Green Bay, obviously, Peter, put a lot into that secondary in the offseason, mm. both agency and the draft how's the pass defense working out well it they played really well last week and josh allen you know it is still josh allen he's still a rookie and that buffalo bills offense in terms of skill position players is uh hot garbage but 58 yards in the first half a week after this offense looked pretty good against um, what we thought was a pretty good vikings defense and, and i think what we're finding is really not uh, the kind of ultra elite defense that that we thought coming into the season, but what Mike Patton has done the last few weeks, um, he has created pressure with a variety of blitzes uh, in ways that Dom Capers really tried to do and was never really able to do. In fact, right now Green Bay leads the league in passer rating um, defensively on blitzes. They are one of the top teams right now on third down in terms of completion percentage. Um, if you get in third and six plus against this defense, you're in trouble because they're going to come with an exotic and creative blitz scheme that you're probably either not going to recognize or not going to be able to pick up because they love to blitz corners off the slot, safeties off the slot. They have that Mike Zimmer, we're going to mug the A-gap. Um, and you don't know if we're going to bring both guys, drop both guys, bring one, drop one. I mean, Kenny Clark, there was a play that, that the Packers got a third down stop against Washington where Kenny Clark dropped in coverage. And so they've been able um, to, to manufacture pressure that way, even if they're not blitzing on a, a high number of plays, which they're not. Um, it's just that when they do blitz, uh, they're getting home, and I think that is that's the key for any defense. Is if you don't have to blitz a lot, but when you do, it's effective. That is the optimal part of your defense. The investment that you mentioned, Tremont Williams has come in and played extremely well. Jair Alexander, the first round pick, has come in. He really should have two interceptions. Obviously, the the Clay Matthews roughing the passer negated the oh. game winner. 
ridiculous. He should have two picks and a sack that he got in that in that Washington game. They love to send him on blitzes. Josh Jackson as well, the, the second-round pick, who's also played well. Uh, Kevin King is on track to play this week, and he was he was really good the first two weeks um, on his way to, I think, being a really quality corner for the Packers. And they're going to need it this week uh, with with the receivers that that Detroit has. Uh, Kenny Galladay turning into a really yeah. a, a dynamic um, threat for this Bears, excuse me, this Lions offense. And let me ask you: when you look at the way that that this this Lions offense sets up with yeah. Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, Kenny Galladay, and and the running backs, which we talked about. Um, you have to feel pretty good if you're the Lions every week going into a defensive matchup, believing, look, if we play our best, they can't stop us. That's the thing. And I want to go back to something you said about exotic blitzes and looks defensively. I think a lot of people felt that once Matt Patricia took over this team, that the defense would look a lot different and that there would be a lot of creativity. And it was actually Zach Martin of the Cowboys on Sunday after the game saying, actually quoted as saying, you know, the Lions kind of do everything we thought they would do. They're kind of plain and vanilla defensively, which is a real surprise because it sounds like the Packers under Patton, and it's weird not seeing not, not to be able to see Don Capers this Sunday because it seemed like he was running that Packer defense forever. Yeah, But, no, that has not been something that the Lions have done defensively. As far as your point offensively, Kenny Galladay, four catches, I believe 74 yards on Sunday – Really, really going up and getting it. Uh, he has been tremendous, uh, underutilized, I think, by Jim Bob Cooter and a guy that's going to have to get more than four targets uh, this this week. Uh, Golden Tate, like you said, big game last Sunday, a couple of touchdowns. Yards after the catch has always been his thing. So, yes, the weapons are there for Stafford. He's getting some time to throw. I thought he was a bit rushed against the Jets and uh, was off his game against the Niners, at least until the second half. He's kind of found his stride now. Uh, you're right. It's going to be a fun matchup because you know, the Lions are used to shredding, at least the last few years, shredding that Packers secondary with, with guys that obviously weren't very good. And and it sounds like Green Bay's finally made those upgrades. Um, but Galladay's a guy to watch, especially with size and speed. Uh, and I would expect the Lions to, to feed him the football as much as possible. But again, I go back to what we talked about before. Um, I do think they're going to try to establish the run first uh, with, with Blunt and with carry-on. But, yes, the, the Lions receivers, especially at home on that fast track, uh, should do some damage this week. This could be, this could be a, a very high-scoring football game. I expect it to be. And, and the line has been had the Packers as favorites. You know, the, the points have, have moved a little bit. I, I really I don't see it. Uh, I think these teams, you know, I think the Packers are probably a little better top to bottom. But road favorites against the Lions in a division game, I, I, I don't like that. I think, you know, on a neutral field, um, maybe you'd have the Packers as a field goal favorite, a four-point favorite. But in Detroit, I, I, I you know, this is going to be a rivalry game and a high-scoring rivalry game probably. So I, I, don't, I don't like the Packers being road favorites in this game, especially after, you know, really sure they should have won the, the Minnesota game. They were lucky to win the Bears game. Um, and then they got blasted by Washington. I, I just don't think the Packers have proven enough to this point, and this could be the week that they do it um, to, to make that you know that that bet really work for me. But I do still think um, and expect the Packers to win just because I think their defense is going to play well enough, and I think this is the week that the, the Packers' offense breaks out simply because 
they can be balanced. Aaron Jones is going to get a ton of carries. I don't think Detroit uh, can stop the Packers' run game, and that just that opens up things so much for Rodgers to go play action and create down the field. So, uh, again, I, I, as I said earlier, I think this is a get-right game for the Packers' offense, which is bad news for the Detroit Lions as a whole. And I, I'm 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 with you on that, and I'm actually I'll disagree with you about the spread. I, I think the Vegas thinks number one, Detroit's one and three. Green Bay has two wins, obviously a loss in that tie, uh, and probably shouldn't have, should have beaten Minnesota. Yep. And the history here, Aaron Rodgers at Ford Field recently, and again last year he missed the games, uh, both games against Detroit, and, and and you know the Week 17 one they they shut everybody down, and that wasn't even a game that was like a JV scrimmage. <laughs> it's true. To get to nine wins, yippee! But I, I think this is this. I think the Lions will play well, like we talked about. I do think it'll be high scoring, but I I, I see this. I think the the, the, the guys the, the guys in Vegas they know. And last week the Cowboys were a, a two point favorite and one by two. The line went from three to two, and you know I I see this being a twenty eight twenty seven game, twenty eight twenty four type game, thirty one thirty type game. That that you're right. Rogers uh, shows off. Uh, Stafford does his thing and, and flexes a bit, but in the end, can the Lions get that stop? They couldn't stop Dak Prescott last week. Mm-hmm. Not had a great game. It was the Zeke show, but Dak had too much time at the end of that game. Uh, now with Rodgers, even when he's been rushed, he always seems to find a way to beat the Lions. So, you know, I, I see this being kind of a 31-30, 31-28 Packer game and, and Green Bay getting that dub here. Yeah, it's uh, it's really hard for me to disagree. I mean, that, it, we'll we'll see how things play out with injuries. We need to know that I, that Kevin King is going to play. I think that would be huge um, because I think he is the kind of guy you'd, you'd say, okay, Kenny Galladay, you know, big fast guy. Let's put a big fast guy on him. And then the Packers. This is the first time their secondary has actually had the athletes to match up with these Lions receivers. You can put Jair Alexander. On someone like Golden Tate, they're actually very similar physically, both shorter um, but stout guys, strong guys who play bigger than they are. Um, so, I mean, I think from that standpoint, this is the best the Packers defense has matched up with the Lions receiver group really in a long time. And I think ultimately their ability to match up with Detroit, whereas the Lions' inability to match up with Green Bay uh, ultimately is the difference in this game. All right, I want to thank Matt again for joining Locked on Packers. A really great conversation there. And I think a really great opportunity for the Packers to get a win, to get to 3-1-1 with the 49ers coming to town and then getting to the bye week. And, And Green Bay has to feel like this is when they can make some hay. The middle of the schedule is brutal. It's brutal. They need to get, they need to bank these wins now, and they've got a a good schedule to close. So they need to get these wins now to pad the record a little bit for the middle of the year because they can still be a major factor in the NFC, especially if this offense gets going. I wrote about it for SB Nation on Tuesday. I think if Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison aren't going to play, and we don't quite know their status at this point, that the Aaron Jones Ty Montgomery combination. Longtime listeners of the show will know I've been I've been harping on this and suggesting this for a year. This is something that you you can't say Mike McCarthy won't do it because he's Mike McCarthy. He's done it. He used to play Randall Cobb and Jarrett Boykin in the backfield together in an offset eye pistol formation. So so don't tell me Mike McCarthy's not creative enough to do it. He's already done it. He just needs to find a way to get Aaron Jones and Ty Montgomery on the field at the same time 
and make defenses try and defend them. Good luck with that. Remember, you can always follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Hit me up with your questions there. I try and answer as many of those as I can. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. It really does help raise the profile of the podcast. People click on it and they go, oh, look at all those followers. Look at all of those people that follow this podcast. I should be following it. Even if you already listen and you don't even go on Twitter that much, just follow us because it helps the brand. The same thing with leaving a review on iTunes. It helps us. It helps us spread the word. It helps people know to listen and subscribe. So if you're not already subscribed, please do that. If you haven't left a review, go do that. Remember, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, anywhere you can find podcasts, we are there. And whenever you want to hit up the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that at 920-341-3775 to let me know that you are staying Locked on Packers.